Hi everyone, thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, this one flew under my radar among other films, but uh, here's why. Uh, because I, I rarely uh, watch more films than I need to. I've been watching so much TV, but even so, uh, films uh, do have some priority over my channel somehow and sometimes. Uh, this one particular, uh, this debuted last December of last year, and I never had the chance to just grab a peek to take a look at it because I looked at the poster more <laughs> than the film, and it was quite weird, totally different from Guillermo del Toro's uh, other designs of his posters. Uh, one, well, a few in particular is you know the shape of water, the uh, Payne's Labyrinth, um, just just to say a few, and even so, uh, his teaser for Pinocchio. That would be even something that's the teaser alone is enough said to like give me a look at it. But this particular film, uh, starring Bradley Cooper, uh, Kate Blanchett, and R- Rooney Mari, uh, this one like literally like took me out of surprise on this one. And the film is called Nightmare Alley. Uh, now the history for this one, uh, for both. Uh, because I'm go- I'm gonna try to cover both of these things because this is like something totally different. So, for the history part, yes, this one was based off on the same novelization back in 1946 with the same name. Uh, the author being William uh, Lindsay uh, Grip Grimsom, uh, Grimsom, and there was a following year of his novelization. Uh, for a actual film with the same title, uh, in 1947. Now taking decades away, and this was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be like coming out in like 2020 or close to 2020 because this was announced in 2017 and it was still in production prior to uh, 2019. And By the time that the principal photography started at the beginning of 2020, uh, that's where around roughly in March that uh, the pandemic hit and production halted all the way up till September of that year to conclude on the following 2020 of December, which didn't give us our uh, release until last month. So um, just just to draw back in the background for production, uh, it does take a while. You got to have To make sure that you got all the shots uh, right after when you get all the lines delivered, and uh, a few of them having like what we call these、uh, casting rules, and with that being part of the uh, filming uh, part, you you got to make sure that the talent or the actors who are betraying in your film、uh, must know the lines, how to say it, how to deliver it. Uh, before getting on set, and、uh, this was like, this is the style back then of the uh, 1930s, 1940s, where it's all zoot suits and dresses, and it, it was a stylized Hollywood, if you will,、uh, for this particular one. Now, what got me interested about this one is because the original role who、uh, Bradley Cooper replaced. Was Leo DiCaprio, and during that time, I think it was a, I think it was a discussion that Leo wanted to do something with the film, but he couldn't, and now he's like, yeah, I'm off the project, <laughs> so 
it, it tends to happen among sets. But even so, uh, with Bradley Cooper, who portrayed so many other roles uh, for 2021, uh, which is also Licorice Pizza, by the way, uh, he put himself back in the uh, main role after his uh, A Star Was Born role. So that to me is like it's good. It's it's already great. It's it started itself like wonderful and all that. Uh, so yeah, uh, this was roughly uh, something that deals with many things on this one, and also there was like uh, a lot of discussion during production that uh, it was. It was like weird and doing too much noir, but it's at the same time not too much noir and then too much horror. So there was a fine balance of this being a noir uh, set, psychological thriller instead. So it's like it would make you think. And this particular film did make me think like three times over because uh, from beginning to end, uh, our main character literally finds himself being adrift and joins the circus but during his time at, at the circus he is you know doing stunts he's like pulling together this uh of act if you will more like a cold read but this is like this is back then where a person can literally study another person and like understand the body language and it's it is in a way like a weird uh weird happenstance that a person can look at a person know what that person is thinking and then trying to in a way guide uh his words into the person and that in itself is a uh, con man art so of course uh his convoyance is like totally different and everything and it became like a show or an act for uh the uh, audience that he is like He's like this uh, Houdini or this uh, Svengali, if you will. So his popularity soared. He he became more popular than usual. He got himself like this well high position, if you will. And sure enough, you know, running a lot of uh, dead ends and everything. He uh, he find himself. Uh, being exposed of knowing how this person is by a psychologist of all people and then he finds himself trying to do many things that deals with how his act was all fake and all that so of course uh bradley cooper's you know defending himself he's trying to prove that he's not uh, a charlatan or a fake uh he is like literally He's literally like, you know, getting rid of everything that he was or whatever he is. I'll include his assistant, which is trying to save her from being anything else. But it turns out that uh, the other person who was with them during the thing that she was a great scammer herself. And she just like who's fooling who now and all that and so he find himself not only get himself out of his own own uh his own higher sh self but 
reverting back, if you will, uh, reverting back to uh, being a Charlotte uh, hobo again, or a, a drifter, until the very end where he finds himself into another uh, carnival. But even so, there was a temporary job for him to be a. Uh, what in the word is it's to be a uh, mentalist, if you will. But he's uh, becoming a geek, uh, which he's saying he's like born for it. Which at the ending uh, makes him like cry, but at the same time to like understand his role in life, if you will. Uh, this particular film was. <laughs> So so insane, so crazy, even uh, that it's you know it's literally having like strange elements with this as well on many things, and I believe uh, in De in De Toro's uh, mind and uh, the visionary how he is, he's just he sees the passion and he sees how well it's like a res representation, if you will. Uh, how this uh, individual is going through life and make this like high this high uh, spectation uh, show if you will and then um, fall how how good uh, good people fall from good grace in a way to find yourself reverting back to who you originally were uh, at the start it's like it's like a vicious cycle of uh, repeats, where you know where you can, you know where you start off, and then you make it big, to only find yourself falling into like this little weird uh, repeat of you losing everything, to only gain back this one act to regain your fortune, you know, and it's it's definitely a uh, also, another part of a story story style where the opening matches up with the ending, and in between is like the progressionary style of being poor to success, to be cautiously uh, success to becoming poor again. And personally, I find that style to be uh, a wonderful uh, teaching tool. Because even so, um, and even even I would admit that uh, if you find yourself writing uh, into a storyline where you can have your character just like go into this thing, does this thing, get successful with it, and then down the line someone takes away from him in order for him to regain it, is to face the truth, and then find himself all the way back. At the start, uh, being of the same place that he, or or somewhere similar to where he is, to get it back. Uh, that's that's in his own like the character's design. Um, not too much of hero's journey, if I I would say so, because the hero's journey is just you know one person gaining all and retains it at the end. But comparing to uh, this storyline, uh, which brings us to this, uh, like, this is where I'm thinking, like, it's like a self 
versus environment or versus uh, self in a way because it's Bradley Cooper's character is proving that he is a con man that's how this is obvious of course but at the same time it's like he doesn't want to lose his riches or lose his uh, method of his ability to earn whatever he earned so he does whatever it is to either gain or earn uh, this role and retains it to only sees it slip into his hands to try to repeat it once more uh, the stylized of this one uh, this fit with the storyline I mean the 1930s and 1940s had a lot of zoot suits um, and it was all like near gangster like clothing to uh, a three piece suit like a jacket vest shirt tie dress pants etc etc to to show us of the high class uh, portion of society comparing to the low class gotta also understand that uh, back in the 19 uh, I believe the 1930s 1940s um, we were like regaining back from a recessionary tale uh, that we were all poor things were like terrible but at the same time um, you know life continues going and even though there was something like high cost and all that happening uh, people make do uh, whatever it is that they do they get some sort of form of payment to pay, go day in day out and paint things they live underneath roofs that were like well cost back then uh, and even so um, for a um, I'm gonna say the on, honest truth uh, for a homeless person who is like living day to day with whatever it is they can scrounge up uh, they will find ways to like join groups of things uh, or find a method of, uh, of, of people if you will to be associated with and stay close uh, this in particular uh, was like a very early stage of homeless but even so this homeless stage is a it's, it's not befitting on a group of people it's not befitting for a single individual also uh, back then it was like either you find shelter or you die kind of loving so it's like it was one of those period times in human history that if you find yourself um, down in the dubs don't despair there's always hope uh, in some form and you're able to survive that I mean I, I look in my streets I've usually seen either uh, people who are not with homes or need sheltering they tend to do this as whenever they can but even so it's something that makes me kind of ask myself like what is going on in the world that rewards this to people or give this to people and not seem to help them out but you know at the same time it is what it is the world is <laughs> the world's a crazy place that you're living in and sometimes you either go with the role or 
fall behind. Anyways, uh, this is where I'm going to end today's episode. Uh, I do greatly appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it feels like more like a rant about the episode more than it is of a review. But uh, regardless, uh, still reporting it nonetheless. Uh, as far as I know, there is some time to review other things. Uh, I've recently heard of a particular series that uh, dropped on streaming services, so I'm going to grab a peek of that when I can, as well as the same time as view uh, more of the movies. I know there's a few more that had flew underneath my radar, but no longer is underneath my radar, you know what I mean. So, as always, uh, I thank you guys for listening. You guys are a terrific audience. Uh, until the next episode, you take care of yourself. Alright, till then, see ya. Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 that is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20 yeah just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up Until then, thanks for listening.